Hello everyone and welcome back to Joko Podcast, episode number nine. Today we have another special guest with us and she goes by the name Abby. Abby, thank you for being with us. Hi ladies, I'm so honored to be here with you two Senegalese queens, especially during these difficult times that the world is currently living in. Thank you for calling us queens. So as our guest queen, we'd like you to start um, in terms of this icebreaker that we always have. Um, Ida, you want to ask what the icebreaker question is? Yes. So the question is, if you had one spice that you would use for 30 days straight, like no other spices are allowed, what would that one spice be? Mm, oh, my God. Y'all are tricking me with these questions already. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of like a spice girl. So I think I'll go with seven herbs just because it includes all seven spices. <laughs> Is that allowed? Yes. yes. <laughs> what about I, you? I would use adobo. Are you guys familiar with adobo? Mm, yes. yes. Usually you find it like at um Latin American shops. I think sometimes in the African markets you find it. But it's similar to like Abi spice. It has multiple spices in it. So it knocks out a whole bunch. So I, I would if I had adobo for 30 days straight, my food will still taste good, I think. Mm, that's a good choice. That is it's one spice. It's like a Cajun mix. Mm. So that also has a pretty good amount of other types of spices. So that's the one I would go with. You can make, what is it called? The, the seafood broils that everyone's craving during quarantine. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Abby, for entertaining us with that icebreaker. And thank you for being here today. So we're super excited to have you. You know, like Adam said, you're our guest queen for the day. And as a Senegalese entrepreneur, we want you know you to talk a little bit about yourself, give us a background of who you are, and also tell us about your business. Like, how did you come about? You know, coming up with the idea, implementing it, and you know what you see, what you envision for the future for your business. So we'll give you the floor to introduce yourself a little bit more, and then tell us a little bit more about your business as well. Sure. So thank you again for inviting me in and thank you for calling me a guest queen. Um, my name is Abby Berry and I'm from Senegal, born and raised in Dakar. Um, I left Senegal when I was 19 years old and started my journey in the U.S. in Chicago, Illinois, uh, where I attended College of DuPage for two years. Um, then I moved to Washington, D.C., where I attended the George Washington University Elliott School of International Affairs, uh, where I received my bachelor of Arts in International Affairs with a minor in Contemporary Studies in 2015. From there, I've held several internships and positions within the legal, diplomatic, and marketing fields before accepting my current position as a program assistant at the American Dental Education Association. Nice. Impressive background. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we can jump into like a Q&A format, you know. 
Uh, also, feel free to you know ask anything of us that you would like, but we really are excited to get right into it. So the first question we want to know is, can you tell us a little bit more about Muset? Sure. We really had different ideas at first, my family and I, and the ideas were always revolving around the African identity and food in general. Uh, we are a family of foodies. <laughs> so around 2015, 2016, I would always like document dishes that I was cooking on social media, mainly through my IG and Snapchat stories. So um, I had beautiful people on my stories who would then always ask me to share and send them my recipes, like recipes for savory and sweet dishes that will go from desserts, drinks, just to side those. Now, our mother, Masse, who's like the namesake of the brand, raised us while stressing us to avoid cooking with things like Maggi. I think some people call it Maggi here. And just... <laughs> to stick to like natural ingredients and salt. Now, at one point, it became cumbersome to cut, chop, and blend, or again, try to find the perfect blend that would go with dishes that are far from being American. Um, so while we were blending different flavors, we slowly started into like formulas that worked best with our dishes, like Senegalese dishes, African dishes in general. Next thing you know, we are planning, we started planning, scratching, drafting, researching, then we birthed the baby in October 2019. Awesome. So, so what are your product lines for Masset? We worked on having an, air, like an area of sweet spices for juices and desserts, such as like ginger mix, for example. We also have chai or sugar and spice. That was one of the um, spices that were included on the latest collection. We also had savory um, spices for meat, veggies, and poultry, such as mishui, we have curious, seven herbs, um, salty heaven, safara, yasem, and jerky. Wow. And we also have savory for seafood, sumbejun, um, rof. So like we really insisted to give these spices like unique names that will kind of like trigger um, something in people's memory when it goes back to like Senegal or Africa in general. We just released our latest innovation, Tea Blends, as part of the Legacy Collection, which is Ataya. So that's just like how we drink Ataya back home. It has some uh, green green tea, uh, mint. We added a little bit of cloves in there. So it's kind of like a secret ingredient. Uh, we are currently working on the Ramadan Collection, where more flavors will be released to help ladies and gentlemen cook amazing and flavorful meals for their ndobu, inshallah. Oh, I'm excited. Me too. You should be excited, girl. Nice. Thank you. Sure. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you face in getting uh, Masse off the ground? Hmm. I will say finding first the right vendors because we really wanted to bring something unique. Of course, uh, we would always find like spices around, you know, my fellow Senegalese sisters, African, like they will always, you know, put some spices on the market, but we really wanted to have something unique. And that's why, like in our brand, we insist on, you know, some dietary restrictions like gluten, uh, nuts, vegan, and those kind of things. And so it was really hard to find like the right vendors. So it took us maybe like 
I would say eight to six months to really find like some vendors out there um, to be able to buy from them in big bulks and like make our blends. Um, finding the right packaging was really hard too because we wanted something really unique. Um, so I found myself, for example, you know, drafting something on the internet and then come back to my mom, Masse. Um, so she would like take a look at it and be like, oh, maybe you should add this to it. Or maybe you can, you know, add a little bit on the color, insist on the color and those kind of things. I found myself sending those drafts to like some friends in Senegal as well. And so they were really like giving me some advice as well. And I really appreciate them. Um, finding the right person to build my website because um, I wanted something really unique again, uh, something um, that would pop right into, you know, that would give people, um, that would give people kind of like um, that urge to buy spices. So when you go on our website, we insisted on like warm colors, like yellow, orange, and those kind of things. So at one point, I just went ahead and was like, you know what? Let me try to build this website by my by myself, which is what I did. And so I'm happy that it ended up being just like how our vision wanted it to be. That's awesome. Building a website by yourself is really hard. So the fact that you did that, because I even tried, I tried building a website before and I used those templates that they have. Even yeah. with the template, it's hard. But oh like, my God, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. While you were talking about the different stuff that you did in terms of building this um, company up, you mentioned a lot of different people who helped you along the way. So currently at Messed, do you have a team, like a team of people who manage different operations of your business? Or is it something that you um, sort of founded by yourself and are working in terms of moving it forward by yourself? Or are you looking to build a team? Because maybe you can use this opportunity to ask, like if you, do you have an ask of, um, a type of person that you're looking for in terms of taking your project forward? I asked you like three different questions at once, so <laughs> feel free to answer them as you wish. No worries. Oh, that's actually an excellent question because um, from like how we called it Masse and everything, um, as of now, our team is the family. Mm-hmm. This is like a family-run business, so I have everything, like I'm working on logistics when it comes to like um, working on the website, social media, and things like that. My sister helps me as well. And then my mom is kind of like, you know, the backup, like she will be, you know, um, driving us like, okay, this is what we should do. This is the flavor that we should make because this is how it should come out. So it comes out right. And so as of now, uh, we, we basically run everything family style. I also have my big sister who lives in Baltimore, and um, his um, his son, his name is Mohamed Yai. Um, giving him a big shout out. So uh, actually, I called him last uh, last week. We were trying to work on one flavor for Ramadan, and so like I had to send him the ingredients so he can kind of like test it. Um, I cannot say more about the ingredients, but that's definitely something that I'm like trusting them with when it comes to like um tasting so who knows maybe we'll open up and you know uh get more people to help in the near future so abby do you see that being part of your business model uh like adapting to the the different holidays that we have because you know we have a lot of holidays and a lot of it is centered around food so mm-hmm. do you think that being part of your business model 
Yes, definitely. Because uh, when it comes back to when we launched it in October, uh, we were working around, I mean, Thanksgiving is not really like a holiday that we have in Senegal, but that's definitely something we were centered around. We were trying to see some spices that people will be able to use when it comes to like Thanksgiving or the holidays in general. So like when we released that, um, that was our goal. And then Christmas came over. Uh, we released some packages for like the like the holiday spirit uh, for people to be able to just select packages and gift them to their loved ones. And then um, right now we are working around like a collection for Ramadan and we are hoping to have um, a collection for Eid as well and so forth. <laughs> so what is one, dis- like what do you want your... I guess your client base to know about your product. Like if they were to see Masa in like the grocery store and they had to choose between your spice and or they had to choose between another spice company, what do you want them to think or what, what should motivate them to grab your spice? So like I said earlier, our goal is to encourage healthy cooking habits by mm-hmm. introducing these unique, flavorful, organic, vegan gluten and nut free spice blends in the world so i have a board (laughs) so i have a board i actually have a board in my room where i write down like how we want the packaging to be our target our goal and how the social media will work even the board is yellow just to give us some like energy out there um, so the general packaging for spices is usually a bottle with the sprinkler on the top, right? We wanted to have something a little more original, more unique than that while being capable of sealing the freshness of the spices. We wanted something decorative as well and totally IG worthy because Masset loves and made us love refined things. I mean, just like any other Senegalese woman out there. Really, hashtag Jonge attitude. <laughs> so we really wanted to have that aspect out there. That's why we added a little touch to spices, which is like a little wooden spoon. So again, that not only accentuates the refinery, but also is it is like a little way to the African culture. So even the logo is refined, simple and straight to the point. So um, to emphasize the word aspect of the spices, we also included like a map on the world, like a map a map of the world made of spices, really. And we have um, also put an emphasis on the color, like I said earlier, on the color yellow and orange, because we wanted to put it like a familiar warmth out there from the moment people visit our social media tools to when they visit our website to when they actually receive their packages. It's all tied together. Um, our jars are all individually wrapped and boxed. And the spices are usually shipped with a welcome letter and a recipe, including the spices bought by the customer. So it's like all personalized and all like attractive. So like when you come to the supermarket or you go on the website, you look at it and you find yourself into it. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And that would definitely motivate me as a consumer to pick you over something that's corporate that you know is not organic it's not vegan yeah thank you for that sure so i mean tell us uh one senegalese female entrepreneur that you look up to oh i love you so hard questions (laughs) really ladies (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a hard question it's a hard question because there are so many amazing entrepreneurs 
especially mm-hmm. women entrepreneurs, hashtag girl power. Um, I will have to go with Coleso Ardo because she was able to rise herself to get her name up there. For example, I remember like uh, being so wild when I heard she did a like a one woman show with her first fashion show from the production to the stage where she presented her designs herself since she did not have any models at that time. And the fact that she brought up the unique aspect of fantasy in um, Africa in general, like she kind of reinvented it and put it back on the market, selling Africa to the world. Man, that was genius and original. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I will go with Coleso Aldo. And I have a question that sort of flips the the role. So we talked, we asked, I had asked you about your role model, but you are a role model as well to other people who, other Senegalese Americans who might want to start their own business. So putting on your role model hat, what is some advice you would give to a Senegalese American um, who wants to launch their own business from scratch? Well, thank you for the compliment. It really depends on what kind of business we're talking mm-hmm. about. Because the reason why I say that is really because it's easy to put up a business together, especially with this new era where social media makes everything easier. Mm-hmm. However, if one tries to put together a long-term business with specific like long-term goals, which is completely different, then here's this is my advice. Like, Make sure you love what you're about to do because it will keep you focused. That's number one. And when you have ideas, write them down and refresh them. Refine refine them as you move along because they keep on changing. Um, like you can see yourself like from point A to point B and really you, you, you see some things as you go along and you might feel the urge to like rectify it. Um, the other thing is draft a business plan together. Trust me, there are plenty of free templates on the internet. Um, it can be so discouraging at the beginning, but it's so worth it because it, you will realize how much it will help you figure out where your business is going, how it will overcome any future difficulties and what you need to sustain it. Um, the other thing is you need to take your time to do your research. I cannot stress that enough. Like I said earlier, there are plenty of businesses being created every day. So by, for example, driving an in-depth market research on the field, you choose and the demographic the demographic of your um, potential client to actually create something unique, something that people will really need. Um, yeah, and the other thing that I want to mention is evaluate your finances to have an idea of how much you're investing. Like, do you have the bandwidth to finance it yourself? Would you borrow at the bank? Would you need to pitch and attract investors? Determine how much revenue you need to cover the initial investment before actually starting generating profit by fixing your prices wisely and accordingly. That's something that I learned the hard way because, like, at the beginning, I was thinking about, like, some prices because I wanted it to be affordable for people, but at the same time, when I like I have an Excel sheet where I put like my revenue, my expenses, just to kind of like see the balance. And so that's something that I've noticed. I was like, oh wow, um, if I make this too too cheap, uh, it will hurt me so bad. So yeah, evaluate your finances. Um 
like here, for example, we personally did not lend or borrow money. We funded everything. And I believe if you entirely fund your business, you have more love for what you're doing and run more risks. So you will always stay focused. But, you know, businesses are different. So um, some people might need to borrow or anything like that, which is completely okay. Um, determine your legal business structure and make sure it's something that sticks in people's mind while still being unique to you and representing well your products too. Um, some of the things that I did was uh, register with the government and IRS to become officially recognized. That's something that you will definitely need to do. Um, make sure you choose the right vendors. And here again, it will allow you to know who you are dealing with. You, you know, know their background, who they work with in the past, check if they have the right licenses and permits and all of those kind of things. And finally, brand yourself and advertise and grow your business. Build up your brand and get an audience that will be ready to jump on the occasion when you open your doors for business. And make sure you can adapt to anything because in order to run a successful business, you must adapt to any situations. Like, for example, with COVID-19 right now, um, that's something that I learned as well, you know, because um, the whole thing with shipping, you know, um, countries are closing borders and things like that. So I had to like shift and pivot and actually focus on my clientele here. Like, unfortunately I had to like stop any international shipping and which was, you know, it hurt me, but not like in like financial way, but more like, oh my God, I have customers, you know, international customers. And so they are not going to be able to receive my products. So yeah, let me see if I'm forgetting anything. I mean, once you like, this is the hardest part, though. Like, once you start, do not stop. As you are constantly working on yourself, your products, and your clientele, like your customers, you want to make sure that you properly properly maintain the happiness of your current customers while appealing to new ones. Like we usually say, the customer is king. Even in Senegal, ki uh, so like and we have to apply that mantra and not to just say it most of the time you know senegalese businesses in particular and african businesses in general lack good customer service which is very unfortunate so you constantly have to show your customers how thankful you are for their support reviews are very important positive or bad if it's bad it's going to help you build your business like it's going to help you you know better your business and if it's good it's going to attract more people. And so we should not underestimate them because they add that little sizzle to your business. So reviews are everything. And in order to have good reviews, well, you have to treat your customers well. That's a free MBA right there. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> people go to school to just get that information that you just gave. So thank you. Sure. I did <laughs> a lot of reading and a lot of research. <laughs> That's a whole MBA program. <laughs> I'll, I'll send up the link to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the customer service is so important. Like, when you go to an African restaurant, the food is so good, but they throw it at you and they, like, curse at you. But you still go because the food is good. But after a while, you know, in terms of attracting clients and maintaining clients, mm -hmm. you're going to have your loyal customers who are going to stay there no matter what. But if the customer service is, like, subpar, 
you're going to maintain that single client base. You won't be able to expand and attract more people. So that definitely resonated with me. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, I'm always posting about it on my Instagram because sometimes I see some examples out there. And I'm like, this is not the right way to treat people. Okay, it's good for you to be like, I have a business. People need to to support me. But what are you doing to like push them to support you? They're not going to support you because you're a Senegalese or African business. You have to put the work into it and attract those people and then make them stay. So thank you for for sharing, giving us insight. I'm 100% sure that we have lots of young people who are listening to this podcast who are interested in entrepreneurship, especially during this time. Now that we're quarantined and we have Mm -hmm. more time to develop those personal projects and those entrepreneurial goals that we all have. So this is definitely insightful. What we're going to do now is give you the last five minutes, Mm -hmm. talk about whatever you want promote your business what do you want people to know about Maset? what are some maybe events or promotions that are happening up we're about to approach ramadan so people are going to be cooking those iftar meals Mm -hmm. they need spices where where should they buy them who's selling them Mm -hmm. it's your it's your podcast now for the next five minutes (laughs) no pressure at all right So, um, like I said earlier, we would like to encourage people to take control of what they eat. That's the most important thing. So, unfortunately, most of us are not aware of, you know, that natural ingredients can still bring a beautiful color to your food. And that's one of the many, many things, many, many things we would like to put out there for people to grab. So, yeah, make sure you stop by our website and shop our spices and blends. Um. Like I said earlier, we are currently working closely with um, couriers to ensure all deliveries uh, arrive on time, but major delays can still occur. Um, So like the well-being of our customers is really our top priority and all necessary precautions are being taken to ensure the safety of both customers and couriers. Um, So we have plenty of masks, plenty of wipes. So um, just be reassured that we are taking all the precautions that will um, make sh- and we will make sure that um, you feel protected as well. Um, we are currently not shipping internationally because of countries locking down, you know, airports shutting down, travel restrictions being imposed and borders being closed. But we are making sure to update our customers through our newsletters. So, like, we always, like, um, make sure that we send newsletters. Um, It's not always about our spices. We also um, have a blog on the website. And so we usually have recipes out there. So we are actually thinking about uh, posting a uh, a recipe every day during Ramadan. So hopefully people will be able to subscribe to that and <laughs> get their recipes going for Ramadan. Um, last but not least, we are currently partnering with Senegalese graduate students residing in the U.S. to raise money and help people back home save expenses related to food and sanitary needs. So please help us give back and visit the website for more information, www.allmasset.com. And we'll post that website on the episode description. And you'll be seeing a lot of posts about this on Instagram. So follow us at on Instagram at Joko Podcast, double underscore. And we'll share those spices with you. Buy them. Season your food.
<laughs> yeah, and like most of the time I'll have people asking me like my favorite my favorite spice. And like usually I will just go with rough. Oh, even yeah. though I have some, some customers out there who are always rooting for Sumbijun or Mishui. Um so yes, rough is my favorite spice. That's about to be the sold out one now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ralph is my favorite spice for now until the Ramadan collection drops. Oh, we're excited. So Ralph is for those who are listening and would like to participate in our challenge to win spices from Maset, Ralph will be the uh the keyword that you'll need to revert back to Adam and myself and we'll get that kicked off. Awesome. <laughs> no, this is great, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so fun talking to you, and we got a lot of knowledge out of it. I was taking notes, so thank you for sharing all that with us. Oh, good. It was all my pleasure being here with you two ladies. You know, like, we need this kind of things. Um, I believe we need this kind of things uh, within the diaspora, within the Senegalese community in general. So y'all doing a great job. And yes, um, I am so honored to be here. And thank you again for inviting me. (laughs) We are so honored to have a third queen. (laughs) You know what? I'm about to join (laughs) y'all. I know. You you can come. (laughs) Yeah, we need a third co-host. Are y'all hiring? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Until two weeks. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Careful what you do to me. What goes around comes around.